Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about ACC championship for the lacrosse team and the upcoming NCAA tournament. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is Syracuse lacrosse midfielder Nikki Galasso. Nikki, thanks so much for coming on the program today. Thank you. Uh, Nikki, I want to get you started on this one. You scored three goals in a 15-14 nail-biter over Duke on Sunday to help your team win the 2015 ACC championship. How good did it feel to take home the championship in just your second year in that conference? Uh, it was a great feeling. Um, it was an awesome accomplishment, uh, accomplishment for you know the program and the university to uh, win the ACC tournament and only its second year in it. So you know it was a great accomplishment for us as a whole. Now, one of the teams that you had to play on the way to the championship was North Carolina. And we all know that you started your career there. So was there any bit of satisfaction in that and also because you guys lost them in the regular season? Uh, I think it was uh, exciting that we got to play them again, you know, another chance to, you know, um, you know, play them since they beat us in the regular season. I didn't really have that much satisfaction, but, you know, it was just another great team uh, to play against and another great win. So uh, I think we were happy with the, with the outcome. You know, one of the things I notice about this team you know, in the losses and, of course, in the wins is, you know, just that calmness and patience, especially when you guys are in a deficit. You know, in, that, in the loss against North Carolina and then in the loss against Notre Dame, you guys were down big and you managed to rally even though you, you fell short. And then against Duke on Sunday, you're down 6-2 in the first quarter. You were still able to rally for the win. Where does that calmness come from? Where do you guys get that from? Um, I think that, you know, we're very oriented, um, you know, uh, a very ordered veteran team, and um, I think it comes down to, you know, everyone just having each other's backs and listening to the coaches in preparation for everything and, you know, just coming out, uh, you know, on game day and just coming out ready to go. And uh, I think, you know, we have a great uh, senior class and we have great captains that, you know, motivate us on the sidelines in the huddles and during timeouts. So I think that's where we get all of our motivation from, you know, to come back from a big deficit like that. Now, you guys are back at number one in the national polls after the weekend. And personally, I've always been curious about that for, you know, to ask someone on the team. What does a ranking like that do for you guys? You know, especially you're so close to the end of the regular season. You're about to head into the NCAA tournament. Does that shift your mentality at all? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it just gives us a little bit more confidence knowing that, you know, we could play with any team in the country. And, 
you know, now that we're number one, it just it gives us more confidence. And, you know, with the ACC tournament, you're playing, you know, you have a chance to play the best teams in Division One lacrosse. So uh, it, it sets us up, and, you know, that uh, that good quick changeover, you know, like in the national championship, one day of preparation for the next game. So I think it just gets us ready for, you know, what's what, what's possibly to come um, in, the, in the playoffs. Now, you're basically at the end of the regular season. I know we have, uh, you know, one more game against Colgate, and I'll get to that in a moment. But looking back on the whole season now, uh, what do you think is the number one thing you guys really need to work on and improve going into the NCAA tournament? Uh, I think we just have to come out a little bit more on fire. Um, we come out, you know, we tend to have a, some slow starts, but I think, you know, as the game goes on, we get more and more comfortable. So I think, you know, we just have to crisp, crisp things up at both ends of the field, and I think we're going to be pretty good. All right, Nikki, we'll get you out of here on this one. You guys close out the regular season on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time against Colgate, which will be on the CBS Sports Network. What are you guys going to need to do against them to keep the momentum going? Well, first you get to credit Colgate. You know, they're, you know, they're playing really well right now, and they just won the Patriot League tournament, so it's going to be a great game. We just have to get ready and practice, listen to the coaches and the schemes that they set up for us, and we just have to pay attention to the details. And, you know, if, if we do that, we should come up on top. Um, but, you know, we're, like I said, we're ready for this game, and, you know, we're excited to you know, play one more game until, uh, until we get to the playoffs. Nikki, thanks so much for coming on the program. Best of luck to you guys this weekend and also in the NCAA tournament. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you very much. Great stuff from Nikki Galasso, and it's actually really nice to see the Syracuse lacrosse team back at number one in the country. I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online editor-in-chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I'm doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, you were actually at PPL Park over the weekend to see Syracuse win the ACC championship. What were your major takeaways from the two games against North Carolina and Duke? What really stood out was the ability for Syracuse to win in contrasting fashion with great defense and holding North Carolina to just the eight goals in the 9-8 victory in the semifinals, and then opening it up with uh, many offensive options, eight SU players scoring in the win over Duke, and great defense when it really mattered the most and uh, I guess you could say the three attributes that the program always goes by head heart and hustle Wes really were the attributes used in the victories over teams that are just so close and when you play a team for a second time there's very little margin of error and uh, one goal one goal win so that kind of sums up where Syracuse is and being competitive and uh, flexing its muscle to win the ACC crown. Are you concerned about these slow starts? Because, you know, I was talking with Nikki earlier. They got off to a slow start against Notre Dame in North Carolina in the regular season, and that cost them. And then they dug themselves a four-goal deficit in Duke in the first quarter. So do you see that being an issue for them as we go on in the, the playoffs? Perhaps a little bit because, of course, it'll be single elimination in the postseason. So it, it gets the uh, tension up a little bit perhaps when you fall behind early in the game. And, yes, you have to wonder if they would get in too big of a hole in a situation where the clock is ticking in single elimination play. And there are some things, certainly, that you want to clean up for the postseason. I think when you come to the face-offs, it's getting the ground balls from the wing players once the two face-off combatants are battling for the ball. And I think a little bit of tightening up on defense. I think there were some times where uh, some of the players were standing around a little bit watching the ball. And I think those factors uh, contributed to early deficits in the regular season losses to Notre Dame and North Carolina and a little bit uh, early on in the championship game in the ACC against Duke. 
But I don't think it's a big concern for this team with all the senior leadership on both ends of the field. Now, Brad, you talked about lacrosse in your Orange Watch, which comes out every Monday, and you talked about the Syracuse being the number one seed for the NCAA tournament, and it's hard to see them not being in that position, especially now that they're number one in the country again. You have to think they're going to be the top overall seed going in. I would have to think so, certainly at worst, number two to Notre Dame, of course, uh, depending on the final regular season games coming up this weekend. But uh, Syracuse has been building towards this. I had written about the fact that when the Orange were first named number one back on March 1st, that John Desco had said, you know, it only matters at the end of the year. And I can really sense that among the senior leadership on this team that they are building uh, towards, you know, working towards getting towards Memorial Day in the Final Four. One interesting note this year, Wes, will be Syracuse, uh, as either the one or two seed, won't know who they will play until a week from tomorrow, May 6th, after the two playing games. So that's a little bit of a wrinkle in that they won't know the exact first-round opponent until uh, the playing games and not after Selection Sunday coming up on Sunday. Well, Brad, you know, the, the players and the coaches will obviously say they're not going to look past the game against Colgate, but obviously you and I certainly can. So, <laughs> you know, not knowing who they're going to play in that first round, as just, you just alluded to, but what are your predictions for this team? Do you see this being a, a potential first-round loss to Bryant, as we saw last year, or is this, you know, death taxes and a, a weekend trip to Memorial Day to the Final Four? Where, where do we fall on the spectrum of things if you had to predict? I certainly think the latter. I think last year's loss to Brian in the opening round, a big-time wake-up call. That's not going to happen for this team with all the talent and, and again, the veteran leadership uh, and the captains of the squad. So I think Syracuse will get one of the play-in winners first, win that game in the Carrier Dome, again, likely to be Sunday night, May 10th at 7.30 because of the annual commencement exercises inside the Dome. Then they'll have a quarterfinal round game in Annapolis, be a little bit tougher, could be against a fellow ACC team. That wouldn't surprise me. But I think they'll have the ability to pull through as they did against teams they know so well this past weekend, make it to the Final Four at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, and have as good a shot as anybody to win title number 12. Brad, we're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. My closing thoughts revolve around the football program and the question, could four-star North Carolina recruit Robert Washington be the recruit that helps make the Scott Schaefer era. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of other talent Syracuse can attract to its football program after napping the commitment of Robert Washington last week. And what's also going to be interesting is, you know, LOI day isn't for a long time, and it's going to be tough for Syracuse to hold on to a recruit of that caliber. So I'm really hoping they can hang on to him. Uh, Brad, my closing thoughts are on the Syracuse women's lacrosse team who defeated number two North Carolina in double overtime for the ACC championship over the weekend. Kayla Trainer scored an unassisted goal to make it a pair of lacrosse championships for Syracuse. Brad, how cool would it be to see the men's and women's team win the NCAA championship? That would cap off what's been a really rough year when you think about football and basketball, Wes, so that would be a fantastic way to end the SU sports season. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that I like fruit baskets because it gives you the ability to mail someone a piece of fruit without appearing insane. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV podcast network. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.